You're listening to the Sound Girls Podcast with Becky and Susan from Central Florida. Claire Murphy is a backline tech and tour manager. Prior to the pandemic, she just finished up a support tour with Pink in stadiums across Europe. Claire has worked most recently with Vance Joy. She has done backline and tour management for the likes of Tegan and Sarah, El King, Ravenettes, Babes in Toyland, and the Dum Dum Girls, to name a few. Claire has also worked with the Sound Girls to promote and encourage women as a Sound Girls mentor. She also runs a business providing storage to the music industry in London. Outside of touring, she enjoys living at the beach with her partner and her 12-year-old rescue dog. She's also been known to compete in triathlons, including Ironmans. That's crazy. Whilst on tour, she frequents coffee shops. So welcome. Super excited to meet you, Claire. Hello, hello. Hi, welcome, hi. Welcome, Claire. That sounds so good, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds <laughs> super fun. You sound super impressive. I love it. It sounds great. <laughs> Who's that person? <laughs> I want to um, be friends with her. My dog's 14 now, by the way. He's not 12 anymore. Oh, <laughs> And he's adorable. For those he's of you who can't cute. see, we had dog we had dog introductions at the beginning of the podcast. But uh, That's a must, super cool. of course. It's a must. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's a rescue, though, so I, I keep saying he's eight. So he might be, yeah. He's yeah, mine's a somewhere. rescue. I have no idea how old he actually is. So we're just going to pretend he's young forever. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like the rest of us. We're young exactly. forever. Yeah. Claire uh Claire and I were just on a podcast together we did a podcast with someone else but we've been trying to get you on the podcast for a while and running into scheduling conflicts on both ends and stuff so I'm shockingly yeah right right (laughs) during during the pandemic (laughs) shockingly on all of our ends how are we so busy during a pandemic right where where our industry is shut down it's strange uh I think it's because all of us just hustle like crazy and uh you know love and enjoy what we do so we find stuff to do you know i i think i literally was like oh no i'm taking the dog for a walk on that day day. (laughs) just to make it look like i'm busy um yeah it's crazy right it's it's i mean i i literally haven't been able to work do anything so you know when i hear that you guys are doing some installs and stuff i'm super jealous Um, but happy for you that you know people are doing stuff out there yeah yeah, I'm glad to see the people that are working, working, and little little things starting to pick up too. So that's yeah. kind of cool. I, I um, see a light. Yes, us too. I'm I'm very excited about it. What what got you into the world of backline tech and and working in our industry? Uh, going to shows as a as a music fan, just going to concerts. Um, it's all I would do. Um, as a teenager and and even when I was younger, I would go to like pop concerts. <clears throat> You know, my parents bought me tickets. I think I think it was either Bros. I don't know if you remember Bros, a UK pop Mm-mm. band, or uh, Kylie. It was one or the other. Um, and I was so excited. I, I think I was probably like six or seven. And then Bon Jovi. And then you know, I got I got a little bit cooler as I got into my teenagers. <laughs> um, Didn't we all? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and just went to the concerts, and I was like, how do I become a part of this? Um, I learned to play guitar I taught myself to play guitar pretty much and I just you know I was like how do I be in a band or how do I go on tour how do I just be a part of this magic that I'm seeing and it was just you know you go to a concert and there's so much energy and it's so exciting and yeah I was like how do I do that 
and then that's you know the long road started from there <laughs> so <laughs> so how did days. how did you get in how did you how did you do that you just started going around to companies or offering uh, to push cases no. well kind of um i i had no idea how to how to get in so i was like okay i'm gonna finish school go to university and find a course that's you know a music course back then this was like early 2000s mm -hmm. it was really music theory that was the, the, the big thing uh, there was lipper the liverpool institute of performing arts was a big one but you had to be like grade eight at least in instruments to do their courses and there was you know there's some audio engineering there's sae i think was out then mm -hmm. i didn't really want to do audio engineering so i found a music technology degree and it was close to london because there were no courses in london uh which is crazy to think about so i took that one because of its proximity to London, because I knew it would, I had to be close to the, you know, the epicenter really of where <laughs> everything goes on, like London, LA, New York. And then after that, I was like, now what? <laughs> so I was like, now what do I do? There was no real pathway. So I moved back home to Wales and I worked at a um, sound and lighting company and I was in the lighting department I, I just took anything and I kind of worked there for a, a year maybe and I was like I'm gonna go work in a guitar shop I I, I this this isn't taking me anywhere mm -hmm. quick enough I I, I lack patience <laughs> you know I was like <laughs> I, I need to see some results quicker than this so I, I got a, a job in a guitar shop and then I which wasn't in London but they had a branch in London so I was like I will make my way to London that way uh, went to London, worked in that same guitar shop, um, and they and I wanted to be in that store because they had live bands playing every now and again. They, they cool. used to do in stores. It was underneath Virgin Megastore. Okay. Back when Virgin Megastore was a thing. Uh huh. Um, oh yeah, I remember yeah, those remember days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we used to go in and buy CDs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, this is you know one step closer. I can at least be in the same room as people working with the bands or the bands, you know, it's, it's better than not being in the same room. Right. So, you know, those, those bands would come through and I'd be like, well, I'm not really getting anywhere with this either, but I did meet a production manager. He would come in and just hang out every now and again. And he one day said to me, can you guitar tech? Do you want to do a, a, a tour with me? It's like three dates. And I was like, yes. I have no idea what it involves. And I, I think I said that to him. I was like, I don't know really what I'm doing. But he said, well, can you tune guitars and can you, you know, put a drum kit together and a keyboard together? It's like, sure. Oh, there was no way I was saying no to that. <laughs> so I was like, yes. And that, that band was Jagged Edge. They were doing the UK tour and it was like three or nice. four shows. Uh, and, and because I knew nothing, I wasn't even intimidated. I was just like, you know, this is this is it. And yeah. I remember we had they had tour buses. They had a tour bus for like three people on the crew. There was like me, him, and a tour manager, I think. And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm already on a tour bus. This is amazing." <laughs> I didn't know. I, I put toilet paper down the to the toilet. Like it was literally so green. I was like, <laughs> knew nothing. Um, and I did that tour, and then nothing happened after that. You know, he he didn't really have any other 
shows for me to work on. I guess it was a last minute thing that that you know one off. I, I did stay in touch with him, and and later down the line, he was renting vans from me and, and backline and stuff, which is ironic. That's so awesome. there was not, yeah, <laughs> there was nothing for for a while after that, and I was like, man, that is what I want to do. That right there is mm-hmm. is it. Now, how do I do that again? And so I thought, okay, well, I need to be around the people doing that. I will, you know, try and get a job in a rehearsal studio. Or that was the only next step I could I could think. Right. Like, I just, I literally didn't know. I didn't know any people. I didn't know I have any contacts. Um, and, and my best friend actually lived opposite a rehearsal studio, a, a big rehearsal studio in, in London. Uh, not Music Bank, but Terminal Studios, if you, if you know them. Um, and she, she, she was like, I, I keep seeing tour buses outside this building. I don't know what it is. Do you want me to go and see what this building is? I was like, yeah, <laughs> go, go over there. Yeah. yeah. What, what is it? And, and it was, you know, they had no like signs up, no nothing. It was like a mm-hmm. super secret place. <laughs> and she went in, she's like, who are you guys? What do you do? And they're like, oh, we're terminal studios with the rehearsal, you know, space. And we rent backline. And so she sent me the, the website. And I literally just went in one day after work, like the week after. And I was like, who can I speak to about a job? That's Sat down awesome. with the manager. And I, I said, look, I, I just want to get in, get into the, the industry. I, I, I'll take, they opened till midnight. I was like, I'll take any shift. Can you, can you just get me in? I will do whatever. Uh, and he did. And he did. And, you know, I, I'll That's be great. forever grateful for Charlie, Charlie at Terminal Studios. <laughs> he you know, gave me a chance, you know, I knew nothing. And it was there that I met a guy called Mark and he was a touring guitar tech and he used to work there on his time off. And I was, I latched onto him. I was like, I want to do your job. Mm-hmm. Can you teach me everything you know? Or at least like, you know, can you teach me the basics and then can you get me a job? And I, you know, I just hounded him. And luckily <laughs> we, we were, good friends you know we had, we had the same interests and that was it he basically showed me some things and took me on a tour he he, he toured with a, a band called sponge that were like a 90s ska band but they were like this super cool down-to-earth guys no pretenses he was like can i bring my friend with me super hard worker you know she'll be cool and we went and did like a a week or two week long tour and he, my friend Mark, basically saw that I, you know, I wasn't just, you know, along for the ride. That I, I yeah. was pushing cases. I was doing whatever he asked and more. And so the next time he couldn't do a gig, the Ravenettes, he passed it on to me, and that was it. That was it. I just yeah, and then you're ran in. with it. Then, then you're in. And that was that's my whole point in my little guidebook <laughs> of how to get on tour is, you just need to get that one gig really. Um, and then I, you know, I listed out all the attributes that you need, which is, you know, none of it's really skill. There's a lot of being on time, being, um, uh, you know, working hard, uh, all these, all these things that you don't necessarily need to know your craft at the beginning. You just need to be keen and to get right. the opportunity. So the, so the book that you wrote is called uh, girl on the road, right? Yeah. And where can people yeah. get that book? Amazon. 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 Okay. Yeah, just yeah, Amazon. Uh, you can download it, uh, Kindle or paperback. 
Awesome. Yeah. Go check out Claire's book, Girl on the Road, for more information on how you can break in the biz and all that awesome yeah. stuff. I'm, I'm excited to read it. I haven't read it yet, but I did order it. So oh, it's, it's in way. my cart right this moment. <laughs> yeah, thanks, <laughs> So thank you so much for writing that. Um, I think that's one of the, the questions we get the most is like, how do you break into the biz, you know, and I've got this idea and this plan and what do you do? And, and the next generation's always trying to figure out how to get in, which all of us did, we're trying, you know? So yeah. to me, I think that Sound Girls really helps that gets the information out there too. And uh, I know that you've been a mentor uh, while you've been on the road with Sound Girls. How did you find out about Sound Girls and get involved with all that? Oh my God, uh, it seems like so long ago now. Um, <laughs> It was a friend of mine in the UK, Kimberly. Um, she's a monitor engineer. Um, she forwarded on an email from Carrie. Uh, there was a band looking for a female backline tech. And she said, well, you're the only one I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> here we go. Um, and so I emailed, I think I emailed Carrie and was like, oh, I, I, it was, obviously it was Sound Girls was in the email or her email address. Um, and so I looked, I looked, looked it up. I was like, oh my God, this is, this is amazing. And so the next time I was in LA, not even working, I was on the holiday visiting a, my best friend. I said, can we, can we grab a coffee? I just want to, you know, meet you and see what, what it's all about. And I was asking her, I was like, how do you, how do I get from where I'm touring right now, which is sprint events, you know, club level, how do I get to like stadium level? And, you know, I, I'm asking asking her and you know Carrie graciously took time out of her day to come and meet me and mm -hmm. give me some advice um and of course you know I'll always remember that because she's a busy lady um yeah. you know we can all make time to do these things for the next yeah. generation and that was only you know uh 2014 so it wasn't even that long ago um and so from there uh, in that time I I then moved to LA I moved over here um and just you know I, I just got more involved with, with with sound girls and you know anything I could do to help when I got to a point of having a, a, a big enough tour where I you know I'm, I'm just doing one role which is you know with Vance Joy I'm just guitar tech mm -hmm. I'm like yeah let's let's bring some people out and and have them shadow me for the day because it's so important to for you know girls to come in well anyone but obviously we're focusing on you know girls yeah. uh women to come out and see what the job's like what we do every day because you have no idea what what yeah. goes on every day i mean e even before the touring and i've done some support tours and stadiums before that pink tour but um until you do it you don't know what goes on until right. you go and see so i i didn't know exactly what what they would be doing all day long and you know essentially it's the same thing it's just <laughs> it's just, just a bigger scale <laughs> <laughs> a bigger scale yeah um, you just have to walk 13 miles a day <laughs> a lot further yeah um so so yeah it, it just stemmed from that 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 one email really um and i i it's and now i just tell everybody it's 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 kind of blowing up because people come they already know what sound girls is right and like we were talking before you know it's it's a it's a resource you know it's not like it's a it's not like a course that sound girls is charging for to like you know this 
can't come to us and you will get you on tour. No, here's some resources. If you want it, here is everything you need. If I yeah. had these resources when I was starting, I would, you know, it would be so much easier. Same. So much yeah. easier. There is so much. Every email that comes through, like the one that came through <laughs> this morning, there is so much stuff on there. And like, ask, ask, ask the experts and here's all the mentors and, and here's... Um, whatever that, that section was on the Grammys, it's like, oh my God, it's mind-blowing, you know? It's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. And, and in my book, the, the big part of the guide is, you know, you, you put yourself in a position where you can have six months to really, like, go into it and, and give your all and be available, you know, if any opportunities come up. You, you could, you know, you, six months with all the Sound Girls resources, you know, post-pandemic, pre-pandemic yeah. post-pandemic yeah. it's really there on a the plate thanks to sound girls you know it's it's crazy how yeah how i'm not gonna say it's easy it's never gonna be easy but it's amazing what what sound girls has has done yeah i i feel the exact same way and that's one of the reasons we started doing the podcast you know because like let's get more information out there and talk to more people who do more things that you don't normally see, you know, like yourself, whoever sees the backline tech or notices that's a job, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I think I probably, first couple concerts I went to, I mistakenly thought the backline tech was the roadie person, you know, that pushed the cases in. And I didn't know yeah. what they did, you know, or like I thought the audio person was the lighting person. Like I didn't know, you know, what yeah, anybody's course. jobs yeah. are. And you just automatically are like, man, I want to do that job, whatever it is, and have no idea what it entails. Just like what you were saying when you started out, you know? And uh, so when, once you get in there and you see like mentor somebody and follow them around for a day too and see like, oh yeah, I don't want to do that. Or I totally <laughs> want to do that. You know, that, that actually helps a lot too, I think. You know, it helps give you a little bit of direction. So the mentoring opportunities, I think, are invaluable. You know, yeah, and, I mean, and you might realize. Oh yeah, and 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 you did go and and uh, yeah, Florence and the Machine. Yeah, even recently. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, there was a Florence Machine show. Uh, Brad Maddox and uh, Annette Goulafoyle were coming through Orlando, and I was like, "Hey, man, if no other sound girls want to jump on this, I'll jump." Like I'll go. You know, um, I want to give the younger people the opportunity first. But hey, if nobody's else is available i will always sign up for it because yeah i don't feel like no matter what age i am i've learned it all you know so i want to learn from the best and so why not man i had a ball that day just oh my god I, I hanging out with them and and learning the tricks and little tips that they do too you know yeah it, the it best days cool. are like festivals where i get to see like five or six other guitar techs workstations and i'm like what it, what do you have what do you oh you you have that okay yeah i'm gonna steal that idea okay yeah. you, you set it up this way okay yeah that's and you know i i would love now to to go and uh shadow a bunch of different guitar techs on tour you know yeah and have that, super that cool. opportunity to see what they do every day and you know because i'm working from a blank playbook really you know yeah. <laughs> there's there's no one that for me to well of course you know i have my my friend mark who i say is my mentor but to actually go and, and watch i mean and i did go and watch him on on that first tour which was huge huge i, right. I had no idea what what went on and no idea like what even my first tour i was like i don't really know what <laughs> what's gonna happen <laughs> between these hours and these hours but then obviously you do it for the first day um and it's you know you know what's going on uh, but it's 
good to take that fear away from someone else if if you know if you can just have them come and come and sit with you for a day and you know a lot of times they wouldn't even come and sit with me because a lot of you know sound girls want to be sound engineers so or tour managers or you know go and explore go and see what it's it's all fun and games yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh do you have any uh tricks of the trade that you use like do you have to learn all these guitar pedal things and all these stomp boxes everybody's bringing into the game nowadays uh i would say no um purely because i am not like a pedal geek i'm not like i'm not a guitar geek you know i used to play guitar and i was into you know every model every pedal especially when i worked in the guitar shop but growing older don't really you know not just not that into every tube and amp and you know i mean change of fuse and whatever for what you do uh isn't it just the same ins and outs no matter what that's what i was gonna say yes it goes in does it come out (laughs) then if it comes out great if not there's something going on in the middle um and you know bex was asking just now um you know, do, do I, do they bring me pedals and I build the board or do they, you know, that can happen, but there are m- many more talented people that are building pedal boards than I. <laughs> so I'm like, I, let me play to my strengths. If you need a board built, you know, actually a lot of the players I work with, they just do it themselves because they know what they want and they, right. they're better at it. Like, so yes, they just bring me the board and I make sure it works. I make sure it stays working um yeah it's tricks of the trade um do you find yourself having to do a lot of repairs while you're on a tour it's more maintaining um and and for the past like four or five years i've been with primarily vance joy and he's just acoustics um and so, you know, there's a lot of like, when, when we get to Florida and it's super humid, you know, we have to, mm-hmm. have to adjust the truss rod and, you know, play about <laughs> with the guitars and stuff. Yeah. That's mainly it. And then there'll be like a catastrophic, like, I remember in Australia, I opened the guitar case one time and the whole thing is like caved in because oh my we had a, we had a driver. I think we were just going from the rehearsal studio to the venue, which was like two miles away. And he didn't strap everything in properly and like mm. the sound desk he went around the corner very if people saw him do this he went around the corner very fast everything just you know collapsed within the truck oh, and no. sound desk met guitar case and Ooh. yeah so with that i'm like we happen to be in australia and he uses mating guitars so send that back off to mating um and i don't i think i don't know if it was that one where he, they were like we we will send you a new guitar. And I was like, if you could fix it, that'd be great. Cause it's his, you know, it's his yeah. guitar. Like we'll work with it. It's, we take good care of these guitars. Usually <laughs> it's yeah. going to be okay. Um, this was a freak accident. Um, so yeah, not, not too many, not, too, not too many fixes. Um, and, and you know, once you get the guitar and it, and you get it into good shape, you just maintain it. And then, you know, mostly things won't happen. Um, right. <laughs> sometimes I'll have to, like on the Tegan and Sarah tour last year, we had a bunch of new fenders that they sent them and they wanted to try them all out. So we had to put, um, you know, I put a bunch of pickups in them because they didn't have any pickups in. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me. Thank- thankfully, thankfully, nothing, <laughs> nothing worse has 
has happened. Um, it's either I find it's either maintaining or catastrophe, and <laughs> someone else <laughs> has to deal with it. <laughs> was the was the soundboard okay? Oh yeah, I mean that's that's in a super super duper flight case. <laughs> it just killed a guitar. Yeah, smashed right on top. You know, it's like, ugh. Yeah, I do find him a little hysterical about the fact that we're talking about a guitar death and there's like sirens mm -hmm. in the background right now. <laughs> and I, 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 I seriously had to bring that up because I'm over here dying. It's like, this is like someone planned that. Right. Yeah. I mean, there'll be another one in 10 minutes because I'm downtown Long Beach and it's crazy. <laughs> Can you imagine like the back in the day when people those there were bands that actually did like smash their gear on stage so like can you imagine that nightmare that you had uh, if you were oh, like, I, I tech actually, for that i worked with uh andy gill gang of four and he had a special guitar like a squire so like a, just you know a cheap fender <laughs> he would <laughs> i would i would swap it mid-song in under darkness and he would smash it and people would think he's smashing his own guitar um so he would do that every night, but he would do it in a way that it didn't really damage it. It was just like, you know, denting the the paint. Um, but and I haven't told anyone this before, but I actually one time got the timing wrong and didn't switch it out. So he ended up smashing his main guitar. I was like, oh, my God, this is the moment where I'm fired and I will never work in this industry again. Um, but he, it didn't dent it. No one knew. And it's all fine. Did he know? He that's the best story know. ever better that's awesome yeah he didn't know um I, I, yeah i don't know why why he it, it, they were like rock and roll they were like you know andy gill was the coolest guy to work with um <laughs> uh, so the thing was i i think i would run on stage and he had put the guitar down and he was doing something on the stage and i would just switch it out so it's not like he was like oh where is she she hasn't switched the guitar yeah the guitar right. should have been switched on the stand <laughs> and it was within like 30 seconds and then otherwise the gag would have been blown and i don't know what i was doing whether i was like fixing somebody else's pedal or i don't know what something happened uh and the guitar didn't get switched <laughs> but it's Is all that one of those moments where you go to the boss and you're like so this happened <laughs> so this happened yeah um but it's fine there was like, literally nothing wrong with it thank god but i was watching the grammys last night and someone was smashing up a guitar and my partner was like oh my god imagine you have to deal with that every night i can't remember who who it was, was it post malone maybe uh, Maybe, and it was an acoustic, so you know if he's smashing yeah. that, it's that's going. It's smashed. So, that's yeah, that's gone. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> I, I know some people. There's there's a tech I was talking to that he has to do that. He has to piece the guitar back together. <gasps> yeah, yeah, like I know, every day. I, I know somebody who does that too. Yeah, and I'm and like, with piano know. keys, they have a whole bucket of piano keys that they replace because wow. wow. they smash yeah. a guitar into a piano. Oh, and oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the theatricality of that is is worth it, I guess. But is what a it? Headache. Is it though? <laughs> Spoken ask. like a real backline tech. You're like, no, those are my babies, really. Yeah, I figured that they'd just be sending out boatloads of, you know, here's fifty cheap acoustic guitars that yeah. you just hand out one a night and smash it, and it looks great to everybody who doesn't know. Because, yeah, fix fixing that. <laughs> oh my god. Claire, what are your words of advice for any of the younger younger generation coming up, the young guns that want to get into backline teching and tour managing and all that fun stuff that you do? Uh, be patient, I think. Uh, be patient because it's going to take some time, but also 
keep your eye on the prize. Just remember that, you know, it, it will happen if you want to, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not as hard as actually being in the band and getting a record deal. You know, it's just a job at the end of mm -hmm. the day, you can do it. Um, but be patient because it, it does take time and it does seem like you're not going anywhere. And yeah, just keep, keep working at it. It's, it's so it's so easy to to try and give advice looking backwards, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> but you know when you put yourself back there at the beginning and you're like, oh my God, it seemed impossible to, yeah, to get into it. But there's so many resources, you know. Just you, you just take advantage, hit people up, get in touch with people, bug them, you know, be polite, but really like. You know, if I lived near Bex I, and I was trying to get into sound, I'd, I'd be like, Bex, can I come and, and shadow you? And, you know, I, mm -hmm. I'd be there all the time. What can I do to make your life easier? Like, what, can I help you do a spreadsheet for your taxes? Okay, and in return for that, I'll come and shadow you for the day. Like, I don't know. So, you totally whatever. can. You can help me like, anytime you want. <laughs> <laughs> I hate taxes. The taxes oh, will be a death to me. Who doesn't? Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I'm putting that off. Um, <laughs> I feel like I, I need to be bugged for things because we're all so busy. So that's excellent advice. Like, just remind people, like, hey, we talked. Can you actually, you know, check on that thing again, maybe, please? Oh, yeah. And, and I, I've said it so many times that, you know, it's whoever you last spoke to, you'll remember to recommend a gig to. You know, if someone says yeah. to me, I need a monitor engineer, uh, I'll be like, Oh, who do I know immediately? I'd be like, well, Bex, we just talked to the new monitors or Carrie does monitors or, you know, whoever, it's yeah. whoever I last yeah. spoke to. So if someone's bugging you and DMing you and politely, uh, you know, yeah. or is seeing mm -hmm. you once a week, you'd be like, oh, what about that person? Or, you know, this person could go on, on and help that person out, whatever. So you need to keep on it, uh, being super respectful, but you have to keep if you really want it you know yeah you gotta really go for it and yeah. just give it your all and that that's, I mean, again go on people i would say probably four times a week someone emails me or calls me or texts me or whatever like hey i'm a tech i do this you know and um because that happens so often i forget you know so if you've if it's been a couple months since I've heard from you and you drop a DM and, you know, and just, Hey man, like, I, I know we talked before. I'll remember that before I'll remember the person who's never done it. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll be like, wait a minute. There's a girl who's contacted me a few times. What's her name? And then I'll go look for it. If, <laughs> if it's like, you know, where I know like, yep, because that but girl, you know, you, is, know what? you know, or that person is, is trying, you know, but thinking about it, you know, you kind of need to take it to the next level because anyone can just send a DM. now. Yep. I, I would, you know, and I kind of miss having this hustle, right? Because I kind of don't need to. <laughs> it sounds yeah. whatever, but I would be like, if, if you were my point of contact, and I was like, oh, I want to do what Bex is doing. Or Susan, whether, you know, either of you. I'd be like, providing, you know, I'm old enough and I have, you know, a source of, you know, funds that allows me. I'd be like, can I come to Florida? I'm going to come mm -hmm. over to Florida. And, and I know that sounds a little creepy, but <laughs> yeah. I'm going to come. And can I spend a week? shadowing you or can i can i do something with you like you, you mm -hmm. go to that person you go online and then you say bex what who would you send me to next all right go back to la and go to carrie carrie will put you somewhere you know like go yeah. and 
take that next step. Yeah. And again, in my book, it's like, you work, work in a job right now, go work in Starbucks, go work, you know, wherever, if, if you can save up some money and then go and do these things. Give yourself six months to go and do these things, go and hound yeah. people and go and fly across the country. It's so easy in the U S to just jump on a cheap flight and go and go to a warehouse somewhere in Arizona or something. So anyway, you know, just, and, and put yourself out there and be the one who really wants it. And you'll, you'll remember that. I'll remember it, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. totally. I got a job one time because I, I was, it was somebody had remembered me and she's like, Hey, I know this person's looking for audio techs. Like, you know, are you available? And I was like, hell yeah. And I'll bake you up high. <laughs> And she forwarded that response, and I didn't realize she was going to do that to the guy. And he was like, "Well, if you're baking pies, then you're you're on." And I was like, "All right, what what, what kind of pie do you want?" <laughs> like, but that worked. Like, I was just so excited, and I was just out of college, and so I was like, "Yeah, I'll do whatever." <laughs> I would straight up hire somebody for a pie. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you bring me donuts. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I just told somebody yesterday, I had a bunch of volunteer techs and I, they asked me if we could move a bunch of stuff on the stage after a very long day of no sleep for all of us, you know? And I was like, yeah, I'm buying lunch for anybody who wants to stay and help with the stage design. The entire crew stayed. And I was like, it's just lunch, man. <laughs> I'm not buying you diamonds, but hey, apparently that worked. When you're so. volunteering, lunch is a big thing, you know, that's all you're yeah. getting. I'll take food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> food so I was like, we'll work for food. I, I love yeah. it. I was like, I still mm -hmm. do, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Claire, do you have a roadie nickname? No, I don't think I do. Really? No. Uh, We're going to have to come up with one for you then. Yeah, please do. <laughs> Run a little contest for a pie. Let's do it. <laughs> That's a great idea. Name Claire. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, I, th I think I'd know, wouldn't I, off the top of my head, if I had one. Unless, unless other people have one for me and I don't know. So <laughs> maybe we, we I have some other guests. We'll suggest that, maybe. <laughs> Those are the fun ones that aren't fun for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think See. our last question thing is about your your go-to beverage but i think this is going to be easy because you said in your bio that you like coffee shops so is yeah. that your go-to yeah i stopped what's your order like three years ago so i moved from one vice to another vice so yeah. um <laughs> oat milk flat white oh, man, uh, oat milk is so done. good yeah i yeah. just had an oat milk latte yesterday for the mm. first time so my I current gripe is that they are all charging for plant-based milks and I'm not I'm not vegan I'm not 100% vegan I'm, I'm like on and off um but yeah it's kind of it's starting to bug me now that they still are charging for uh plant-based you know soy yeah. milk and mm -hmm. almond milk I'm like come on <laughs> I know it's it does cost more but it's but like, 75 I need cents it. more no, I need never. it think of the cows come on <laughs> yeah I've got I've got to do non-dairy in my coffee I, I can do some cheeses but coffee is non-negotiable it's got to be almond or oat. coffee I need yeah. more coffee it's one of those days after yes. a after lack yesterday of sleep. with our time change and Becky and I both have church jobs so we were 
up before the sun came up yesterday. We were texting I mean, I, each I, other I, yesterday, like, uh, really? Oh, that's right. You said you were, yeah, <laughs> really? talking about video. I'm taking this yeah. day off next year. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 did a, I did a video install this week, and Susan has been my go-to FaceTime partner throughout it while I'm cussing and screaming. She's walking me through it. Her and Chris and then and I'm also like, what the flip is this? <laughs> I stumped I two learned, video engineers. I learned some new things. I <laughs> I shared them with some of my lab staff today. I was like, "Hey, hey, all HTCP is is becoming a problem again." By the way, by the way, here we are. <laughs> yeah, I all wish the I fun could things with that. I, no <laughs> yeah. idea what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, I wish I didn't. Uh, I, I learned I, I learned it this last week. I'm like, video is not my forte. Yeah, it's uh, one of those things that's times. in like it's in my video lecture and i'm like yeah this thing we don't worry about it so much but now they're coming out with all these like hdmi video switchers and so this problem that we kind of got rid of or not got rid of but like weren't having to deal with now is coming back it's like resurging and we're like oh okay so i learned about that because we don't use those very often Good where stuff. i work Good yeah stuff. you keep learning always keep learning i love it and also i love when becky gets angry yeah, I just I, I know that's why you love it. I <laughs> no, was I just, ticked. It, it makes me feel better because I, when I get angry, I'm like, well, I'm not the only one. Who can gets can you off. just like add me to these Zoom calls just so I can <laughs> watch? Like, okay, it's not you just me, it's not just Susan. Okay, no, <laughs> mostly I'm just this person who like laughs at everything yeah. and is like, ah, it's fine, it's whatever, you know. And that, and then when I get involved in things like video, I go from zero to a hundred in like a second. And You're I'm like, what, what the, the frick is what frick am I is going on? <laughs> <laughs> it just is not right, dude. What the frick, <laughs> like all day. Uh, it's bad when it turns into like sailor talk and then I'm like, okay, that's when I'm calling people and paying them to do it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Claire, thanks for coming along on the ride with us today and hanging out. Yeah, and that a little felt bit super short. That was learn fun. Learning about fun things from you. Uh, I would love to be a backline tech. I'm just not that smart. <laughs> oh God. I mean, same. do you think being a backline tech is smarter than being a, a audio tech well, uh, i think the they're, they're equal hard positions you know yeah I those are just skills that i don't have like you know yeah yeah i mean i watched uh, sitting up front of house and working with the backline tech a lot you know this last year uh that we were out we were in a i don't even remember where somewhere in the mountains in the out west you know somewhere and uh idaho or something we did an outdoor festival where the temperature changed 50 degrees from sound check to showtime and oh my god my you know our poor backline person like i felt way worse yeah. for them than i did for anyone else because guitars were just going in and out of tune and violins and everything he was i've never seen him so busy and oh. i was like you poor poor man like i, I just run it back and forth back and forth all night i was like you must have done a yeah. hundred miles doing that That's but a like i I once yeah. was set up in Guitar World. It was a pretty small place. I, I don't remember where it was, but it was like in the corridor of a super hot, sweaty club, but next to a fire exit where people were going in and out that was freezing outside. So it was probably Canada. And so it would just be this <laughs> gust of like, I, I don't know, minus whatever it is in Fahrenheit. I still haven't worked out your, your temperatures over here. <laughs> minus yeah. 30 Fahrenheit. And then, and then it'd go to like, 
a hundred and it was like <laughs> oh my god can you please stop using this fire exit uh, panic see the sirens are going again <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's, uh, it's like you have it's almost like you have a a, <laughs> a sound effect is on call. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was panic. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's 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 no joke. So so why would you want to be a backline tech after witnessing that? I just think it's <laughs> just super, being kind. It's, just being no, kind. I just think it's a cool <laughs> job. I just think it is. I think it's a super cool job. And I've watched some backline techs like put together drum kits faster than I can even figure out what the part is. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. so like those kind of things where I'm like, I don't. This thing looks like it's an upside down windmill, and I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. So it's um, always impressive to me to see y'all hook everything up and put it together and make it work. Because you don't do yeah. your job, I can't get my job done. You know, so it's it's just right. cool. I, right. I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I admire what you do. I guess is what I'm trying to say. And and it is pretty cool because you are the closest person to the artist, I guess. You know, during the show, uh, and that's you know a big thing for me. It's like you you're helping put the show on, and you are you know the last point mm -hmm. of contact before they they get that guitar or whatever. Um, and so you know, it, I, I, it would be great if if people knew in school that you know they 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 can learn to play guitar and have a career as a tech. You know, you don't have to be in a band, and you can have a, it's it's a viable career being being on tour, um, and and a and a fun one, but it, and also very stressful at the same time because you are that last point point of contact. <laughs> <laughs> with the artist <laughs> so if something goes wrong it's you <laughs> it's you or the monitor engineer that gets the stare the stare of death <laughs> right <laughs> in front of the house it's safe you know they can't see that far <laughs> darn straight darn straight i'm like i'm glad i'm not up there sometimes like yeah yep um, longingly looking out front i'm like oh sometimes i wish i was out there <laughs> so far away yeah i can't hear you what mm, no i don't know what, what you're saying nope. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for interviewing with us. I think having conversations with people who are as amazing as you are uh, helps this next generation to know they can do this for a living, you know? And uh, yeah. thanks for all you do for Sound Girls and, and being a part of that as well. Uh, go order Girl on the Road, Claire's yes. book. It's on Amazon. Yeah. That's yeah, a little plug for, for your book thank there. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm super excited to dive into it myself. So thank Let you me know so what much. We'll do. Thank you, Claire. All right. Speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Sound Girls podcast. You can find out more information on the website, soundgirls.org. Hi, this is Christian from the A Sound Effect podcast. In our latest episode, you'll hear field recordist adventurer George Vlad from Mindful Audio talk about his travels and work, including his latest library, African Desert, all at soundeffect.com forward slash podcast. Hey, everybody. This is Tim from Tonebender's Sound Design Podcast. We've been on an awesome run of interviewing and talking to the people behind the best sounding movies of the last year. Films like Jesus and the Black Messiah, The Trial of the Chicago 7, Wonder Woman 1984, Nomadland, The Sound of Metal, Mank, The Dissident, and even Tenant. If you want to hear these stories and more, check them all out wherever you find your podcasts or at tonebenderspodcast.com.